So over the past several weeks, we've been discussing the milestones in our lives, and we're going to continue talking about that over the, over the weeks to come. And I want to remind you that milestones are significant moments in our lives, moments where we should take time to remember, take time to acknowledge what God has done, because if we don't take time to remember what God has done, we'll miss it and we'll forget it. Milestones urge us to take time to remember, to acknowledge that God has entered in our lives and he has done something significant. And if we'll develop that ability to acknowledge those milestones, we'll find it much easier to trust God when he tells us what he will do in the future. If we remember and acknowledge what he has done, it'll be much easier to trust God with the future. Our scripture today is, is actually, it's, it's a wonderful example of that. The, the events in chapter 4 of Joshua are actually a dramatic confirmation of what God promised Israel that he would do in chapter 1. I want to read that for us this morning. It's a little long, so, so just get comfortable. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, this is what, what God said. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all these people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of their feet will tread upon, I have given to you as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall put these people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that it may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall be successful. Hereby I command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now here's what's going on in this moment. God is preparing Joshua to lead the people of Israel through a moment of transition. For 40 years, they've been wandering in the desert. And now they're in a moment of transition. They're preparing to enter into the promised land. And we see over and over and over again, God saying to Joshua, be strong, be courageous. Joshua, I'm with you. Be very strong, be very courageous. Joshua, don't be frightened. I'm going to be with you. The Lord, your God, 
is going to be with you. Now, an important question that we need to ask ourselves is why would God feel the need to say those sorts of things to Joshua as he's preparing to transition from a, from a season of wandering in the desert into this good land that he promised his nation? God needs to say those things to Joshua because God knows what Joshua knows. There are giants in that land. See, 40 years before, Joshua was one of the spies, and he saw the giants. He knows what is waiting for him in that land. He knows what he's going to have to face. He knows that he's going to face giants and have to battle them in order to successfully transition from a, from a nation that wanders in the desert to a nation that occupies a promised land. And the same is true for all of us. Whether we are preparing to transition from high school to college or trade school, whether we're preparing to transition from singleness to marriage, whether we're pre preparing to transition from a full house to an empty nest, in moments of transition, there are always giants that have to be faced. And what I find interesting and what I find beautiful in this story is that God knows what Joshua knows. There's giants. And then there's going to be battles. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be opposition to this transition that Joshua is going to lead his people through. And God chooses to prepare Joshua for the giants by reminding Joshua that his strength comes from his relationship with God not from Joshua's abilities. See, God, in his infinite wisdom, is reaffirming in Joshua that who he is is greater than what he can do. That his strength comes from knowing his identity, knowing that he is in relationship with the one true God. That's where his strength comes from. That's where, he'll over, that's where he'll find the ability to overcome the giants in this land. Who you are is greater than what you can do. Graduates, I want you to hear that. You're gonna go off and you're gonna to try to accomplish a lot of great things, and that's good. But there's no more important task for you to pursue than understanding your identity, understanding who you are in Christ. Because what you do can only take you as far as failure. At that moment, you'll have identity crisis if your identity is based on what you can do. But if you know who you are, that can lead you through moments of failure, moments of opposition and difficulty. So please make sure that you invest the time necessary to develop that truth that you know who you are. You don't just know what you can do. So when God commands the nation of Israel to take those 12 stones out of the Jordan River, what he wanted to do was to remind them, yes, number one, that, that God stopped the flow of the Jordan. That was a significant moment, but it was also an intentional act for God to remind the nation of Israel that he was with them. Not just that he did this important thing and, and made it easy for them to cross the Jordan. That's fine, and that's good, and that's important. But more important, it was a sign that as they crossed the Jordan— as they made this difficult transition, as they entered into a season 
of battles with giants. God was affirming that he was with them, and he wanted to to create some kind of milestone, some kind of monument to remind them later on that he was with them, that their strength came from their, not from their abilities, but from their relationship with their God. And so just as the Israelites took 12 stones to remind them of God's faithfulness, today for our seniors, we've, we've prepared 12 milestones. The, the staff and the youth staff have got together and we've prayed and we've, we've brainstormed and we've come up with 12 milestones that we believe our graduates need and that will benefit them, that will equip them, that will give them strength as they face the giants and the transition from high school into adult life. So these milestones, again, are for our graduates, and we hope that they serve as a reminder. A reminder that your strength comes from your relationship with God, not from what you can do. Our prayer is that these, that these milestones will be a source of strength, a source of hope, and, and, a, and a source of, of a vision of the life that God has for you. And so we're going to work our way through these 12 milestones. I'll be honest with you, I've never had 12 sermon illustrations in a sermon before, but uh, we're going to just see how it goes, okay? So y'all just, y'all just relax and have fun with me. So our, our first, let me, let me get my bag out here. Some of these are, are better shown than talked about. So our first milestone is a party horn. And so I don't know if I should turn my mic on or off. I don't know if that's a duck call or party horn. We're going to call it a party horn. Uh, it is what it is. So Psalms 81, 1 through 4 says this. Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song. Sound the tambourine. The sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon and at the full moon on our festal days. For it is a statute for Israel, an ordinance of God our Jacob. I love this scripture because I think God gets a bad rap. He gets kind of accused of being the eternal buzzkill the eternal party pooper, right? But right here, we have a commandment from the God of Israel to party. He's telling them to party, to celebrate, to have fun, to acknowledge what God has done with celebration, with a feast, with loud noisemakers. See, God wants us to celebrate his acts and his movement in our life. And as Methodists, we believe that God's grace is always moving and working in our lives. God is always leading us and providing for us. He's always wooing us closer to him. So seniors, that means for you, you don't get all the credit for your graduation. God's grace was moving and working through you. God's grace enabled you to be here today. And so we want you to celebrate God's goodness. We, we, we want to encourage you to laugh and to have fun, and to annoy your parents one last time with noisemakers, okay? One last time, one last time. I almost unfriended somebody on Facebook who gave my son a, a, a recorder. I, had, I almost had to end that friendship. So it's so a one time, just for me, take some revenge on your parents. It'll be great. The next thing that we have for our seniors uh, is a journal. And this might, may seem like a minor thing, but this is to remind you to remember the God moments. Remember the God moments. Numerous times throughout scripture, we hear God say these words, write this 
down. Write this down. God knows that with everything going on in our lives, we will miss what we don't write down. Graduates, as you walk through this transition of life, as you face giants and you walk away victorious, write it down. Write it down. Because there are going to be other seasons where you face failure, where you face setbacks, where you don't know if God is active in your life anymore. You're going to feel far away from him. And if you have a journal where you've written down God's actions in your lives, it's going to be a source of strength, source of encouragement, source of hope. So I encourage you to write down and remember your God moments. The next item we have for you is a diaper pin. So I'm going to just put a picture up there. Uh, some of you might not remember what those are. They're, they're for diapers, okay? So 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. So if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Graduates, the giants in this new land that you're walking into, they're going to try to tell you you're just like everyone else. They're going to try to tell you that you're not special. They're going to try to convince you to believe that you're not important. They're going to try to tell you that you're not going to be able to make it doing things God's way. This new world that you're walking into, this is a harsh truth, graduates. This new world that you're walking into is not aware and in most cases does not care that you were first chair in band. This new world that you're walking into is not going to be impressed that you started on the football team. These giants that you're going to face are not going to be dismayed and pushed back by the fact that you maintain a 4.0. They're just not. In this new world, it's going to be absolutely crucial that you know your identity. And that your identity is based on something eternal, not based on something temporary. You can only maintain a 4.0 so long. You can only be the starting football player for so long. But if your identity is based on something eternal, the fact that, that you are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, seniors, is a promise from God that you're not like everyone else, that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that creation is a child of God. That's eternal. That cannot be changed by success, and it cannot be changed by failure. So we pray that when you see this diaper pin uh, in a junk drawer or on your bookshelf, that it'll remind you that your, your identity is child of God. The next thing that we have for our seniors uh, is a set of prayer beads. Seniors, I want you to know that several of the youth staff and I got together and we made prayer beads individually for each one of you. We took a moment to sit and think, okay, I had Calvin, and I was like, okay, what, what, what's a good color for Calvin? It was tough. I had to ask the Lord for some help, Calvin. I want you to know. I, had to, I, was, I was scared. I was intimidated, so I hope, I hope you like it. But um, we got together, and we made these prayer beads, and, and our hope is that these prayer beads would serve as a reminder of two things for you graduates. Our hope is that these prayer beads would remind you and affirm in you that your church has prayed for you from the time that we knew you to this significant moment. Your church has been praying for you and asking the Lord to move and work in your life. But along with that reminder, our hope is that, that these prayer beads would urge you that just as you have been prayed for, you would pray for others. You would pray for the, the, the graduates that are coming behind you. You would pray for the students that are, that are around you, for your teachers, that your life would be marked by prayer.
So we hope that these will serve as, as that reminder. The next, two, the next two items that we have for you, they, they go together. So we have a salt shaker with salt. We didn't, we didn't cheap out on you guys. And a candle. And so I want to read for you Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You, seniors, this is Jesus talking to you. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that, you may see, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Seniors, as I talked about before, the world that you're going into, there's gonna be giants. But there are also gonna be people in this new world that are desperate for you to be who God has called you to be. And God has called you in this new world to be salt, to be light. There are gonna be people in this new world that you're going into who are gonna be desperate for you to not just be alive, but for you to have life. You understand that? There's a difference. To have life bubbling out of you. They're gonna be desperate for you to be the kind of person that improves the world around you, that makes a difference, that impacts what's around you, just like salt benefits the food that it's added to. They're gonna be people in this new world that are walking in darkness, and they're gonna need you to be the light. They're gonna need the way that you think, the way that you act, the way you make decisions, the way you go to class, to be a light that guides them to Christ's presence. This world that you're going into needs for you to be who God has called you to be. And we hope that, that these little reminders sitting on a shelf or uh, just some little place uh, in your dorm room would be a reminder of who God has called you to be. The next thing that we have for our graduates is a pocket cross. Luke 9.23 says, then he said to all of them, if you want to become my followers and then let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Luke 9, 23 is, is a reminder to all of us as followers of Christ that we will suffer hardships. Moms, dads, everyone in the room, this is for us as well. It's a reminder that we'll suffer hardships and that we must be willing to face ridicule and persecution to be faithful to Christ. Those of us Prepare, those of you who are preparing to transition to college, you need to know that those giants are waiting for you. Those giants are gonna accuse you, who are gonna try to diminish your faith, who are gonna try to dismiss who you are in Christ. But those of you who are going straight from, from high school into the workforce, those giants are waiting for you there too. So the cross is a reminder that we must be willing to face persecution, but that's not all that all that it's a reminder of. The cross is also a reminder that no matter how painful or difficult our circumstances are, they won't overcome us and they won't define us. Just as the cross and death did not define Jesus Christ, they won't define us as well. So the cross is a reminder to you that you can overcome hardship, that you can overcome difficulties because Christ 
is working and moving in you. The next thing we have goes along with the cross. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. We really went all out. We, we, we spent a bunch of uh, budget money on these. Uh, this is sand for you. <laughs> Congratulations on graduation. So this sand actually is an important reminder that, that God is present during hardships. We talked about earlier that due to the unfaithfulness of the Israelites, they had to wander in the desert for 40 years. And it's easy when you look at that on the surface to assume that God abandoned the Israelites in the, in the desert and he kind of left them there as a punishment. But scripture reveals that God was very much with the nation of Israel. That by his grace, he provided food, he provided water, he provided leadership, he provided guidance. And in your lives, it's gonna be easy to assume that God is absent during moments of difficulty. And we hope that this sand is a reminder for you that God is very much with you, even during the difficult times. The next item requires a little bit of explanation. Uh, we have for every senior thinking putty. This is not silly putty. It says so right on the can, right? This is thinking putty. It's important for the analogy, okay? Just go with me. Just roll with me on this one. Seniors, our hope is that this putty will remind you to think. Really, to remind all of us to think. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Our graduates, as they transition to this new world, they're going to face all sorts of people in all sorts of circumstances that attempt to conform them into who the world says that they should be. But the truth is, only God knows why we were created. God knows the, the purpose that he has for our lives, and he desires to shape all of us into a beautiful creation that is full of purpose and full of value. So our hope is, graduates, that every time you see this thinking putty, you'll be urged to answer the question, am I letting the world conform me, or am I trusting Christ to shape me? It can only be one or the other. The next we have for all of our seniors, again, uh, we really, you know, we went all out for you. We have a puzzle piece, okay? Uh, the puzzle piece is, an, is, is important all on its own, right? You can't finish the puzzle without the puzzle piece. You need them all. It's important on its own. But a puzzle piece cannot completely fulfill its purpose unless it's united with all the other puzzle pieces. It's when this piece is united together with all the other puzzle pieces that the whole picture is clear. And, and the, the, what this piece was created to accomplish can be seen. Graduates, the same is true for you. Romans 12, 4 through 5 says, For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. To be fully who you were created to be, you've got to be united with Christ's church. You've got to be connected with other followers of Christ. And you're going to be leaving this church, and you're going to be going off to all these other places. I hope that this puzzle piece is a reminder, but I also hope that it's a conviction for you that you must be connected with the body of Christ in order to fully be who you're called to be, to find that body wherever you go. We're almost there. Our second to last item is a towel. 
This next item is supposed to be a reminder for you to follow Christ's example in your life. You know, Jesus was the ruler, is the ruler of the kingdom of God. But in John chapter 13, we find Jesus, the ruler of the kingdom of God, kneeling at the feet of his disciples and washing their feet. And then he says in chapters 12 through 15, after he had washed their feet and had put on his robe, he returned to the table and he said to them, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've set an example that you should do as I have done. Graduates, wherever you go and whatever you do, there's going to be temptation to set yourself up a little higher than everyone else, to compete. You're gonna be tempted to compete and compare yourself with others and, and decide how, value you be, how valuable you are based on how many people are below you. I hope this towel urges you not to follow that way of life, but rather to follow the example of Christ and instead of competing, look for opportunities to serve those around you. Our last item for our graduates are cords. One of my favorite Sundays of the year is Confirmation Sunday. I always get emotional when we have uh, the, the confirmands come up to the front of the church and they stand in front of all the church and then the, the parents drape uh, the stoles over their shoulders acknowledging the priesthood of all the believers. I love that. And that's really what First, First Peter 2.9 says, that we are a royal priesthood, that we are a holy nation, that we are God's own people. See, as a church, we think it is vital in that moment of transition that those, that those sixth graders are facing in confirmation to remind them who God calls them. He calls them priests. He calls them royal. He affirms their value. And just like for, for our confirmands, we think that's important in their transition. Graduates, we think it's important in this transition for you to remind you who God calls you. He calls you a royal priest, a holy nation a people belonging to God. And our hope is that these, these cords that we're gonna place on your shoulders would serve as a reminder of who God says that you are and that they would be a reminder to live who God says that you are. And so at this moment, we wanna invite all of our graduates to come up. If you'll please just stand in front of the bag in front of you. Moms, dads, families, we would love for you to come up as well and stand behind your graduate. We're gonna stole our graduates acknowledging their priesthood uh, in God's kingdom and in God's church. Graduates, as your moms and dads come up, if you'll hand them uh, the cord in front, of, in front of your bag. Yeah, y'all go right on up there. Parents, if you'll step behind your graduates. Moms and dads, at this time, if you would please place your graduates' cords upon their shoulders, acknowledging that they are a part of the priesthood of all believers in Christ's kingdom and in Christ's church. Amen. Can we give them a hand?
Church, will you please stand with me? We're gonna extend our hands and we're gonna pray for these graduates. Please extend your hands out to all of our graduates. We're gonna pray for them and ask the Lord's blessing upon them. Father in heaven, what an important day. You have moved and worked through these graduates. You have shaped and molded them through your church, your church uh, here at FUMC Canyon and your, and your church here in the, in the community of Canyon. Thank you, Father, for the evidence of your love and your grace that is made clear in these graduates' lives. We pray, Father, that you would bless them, that you would anoint them, that, that their faith would grow, and that they would hear the same words that you said to Joshua in his moment of transition. Be strong and courageous. Meditate on my word so that you may be prosperous. I pray, Father, they would be bold because their God is bold. They would be courageous because their God is with them wherever they go. And that their strength would come from devouring the word of life. Bless them and anoint them, Lord Jesus, and celebrate with them on this important day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.